This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Yo, what's up, guys? You like our podcast? You want to make your own? You have all the power, all the resources you need to make your own podcast. That's right. If you haven't heard about Anchor by Spotify, let me give you a rundown. Basically, it's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. And here's how it works. Anchor lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or your computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to the most popular listening platforms, including Spotify with a single tap. Anchor is also the only place you can publish video podcasts to Spotify, which is super important. With Anchor, creators can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. That's right. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. So download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That is anchor.fm to get started. It's what we use. We get a little kickback from it and we appreciate it. So if you guys want your own podcast, go to Anchor. .fm to get started. Peace. Hello and welcome to the Anatomy of Marriage podcast. I'm your host, Melanie Studley. Good morning. My name is Seth Studley. I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist. And today is day 61 of the 100 days of AOM questions. And it is titled Self-Awareness. Oh, wait a minute. I changed... Yeah. <sighs> You changed the title. Sorry, Read the I one changed that the title. I, I on had the thing. if you didn't write it down. Um, well, it's a, I don't remember what I wrote down, but you guys on Facebook Live should know. So sorry. It, we're going to talk about some real stuff today. How about yes. that? Yes. Okay. All right. Um, if you're new here, welcome. We have over 270 episodes about all things marriage and relationship related. Uh, we had a really, really, really hard marriage in the beginning, and that's why we made this podcast so that we could help other couples not have hmm. the struggles that we had. That's right. And as always, this podcast is brought to you by Audible. Go to audibletrial.com forward slash anatomy of marriage to get a free audiobook on us. We love audiobooks. We read them every single day. They are like how we go to school sort of for free. Mm-hmm. So get a free audiobook on us, visit audibletrial.com forward slash anatomy of marriage. And That's we right. love audio bo- audiobooks. And if you haven't joined us yet, we are live every single weekday on Facebook Live and Instagram Live where we interact with you guys. And I want to read a funny question. Uh, Savannah says, my husband had a small fangirl moment when he found out that you were in Emory. Uh, he saw you guys at Warp Tour way back and your CD was kind of a soundtrack to our early dating mm. days. Yes. Testament to uh, the power of emo. Right. And then uh, Christina says, uh, same with my husband, Savannah. So, yes, I was a drummer in a world-famous rock band. (laughs) I think it's really funny because whenever I hear the Emory music from... Because that's when we were dating. Like, he moved out to Washington when they went to record Mm -hmm. The Week's End. Yeah. Um, and so it's so hilarious because, like, I remember listening to The Week's End with my old boyfriend. Oh, and man. And being like, listen to their album, Weird. It was probably like some demo CD that I, re- I it was the first I gave re- you or yeah, something. Yeah. It was, oh, we, I didn't buy it. That's for sure. Nice. Um, I, it, yeah. It's very funny. Oops. Yeah. So, so that is totally yep. the soundtrack of our, like, relationship is all the emo, like, yeah. um, early 2000s. Mm-hmm. E- anything yeah. they like all of those so, bands i was in a band a couple of bands and i play drums and that's a lot of fun so. and if you love emo and tooth and nail 
uh, bands, I make the labeled podcast for Tooth and Nail Records. Go listen to it. You will like yeah. die and be back in your teen years. <laughs> yeah, she makes all that. So uh, anyhow, okay, that was very tangential. No, that's all right. It's that's great. all right. Um, but it's who we are, and that kind of goes along with what we are going to talk about today. Don't um, get a sidetrack. Don't Christina. get a sidetrack. Talk about who our favorite bands are now. We'll do that. Um, in, we'll do but that in the post show. Christina does mention have we ever talked about love languages, and we should talk about love languages. But we'll do yeah. that a different day. Yeah, that'll so be. So I'm going to put it for tomorrow's questions. But today mm-hmm. we had. Um, we wanted. Oh crap. Today we wanted to talk about um, a couple different things that are going on in our lives right mm-hmm. now and different ways of kind of dealing with it. So why don't you start off the story of like the last couple of days? Do you want to start that off? Yeah, I was writing about it in a journal today because a journal was a helpful thing for me. And um, I this, this all has to do with uh, Enneagram 9 and figuring out a bunch of stuff about myself. And I try not to like only talk about myself or this whatever, what we're going through, because it does feel kind of self-aggrandizing, but it's kind of helpful for me. And when I normalize my own story, it helps you guys normalize stuff because I'm not the only one that thinks or feels or acts this way. So it's really helpful. So that's why I do it. It's not a listen to me show or anything. And that's probably what a nine would say, but that's all right. So I'm listening to uh, the Atlas, um, Ryan, uh, what's his last name? Ryan Ryan O'Neill, the um, composer that has written songs about each Enneagram type. And he is a nine himself. And I listen to the nine song. Every time I listen to it, I just literally die and ugly face cry. And it's so painful. It's so hurtful. And I've only listened to it like four times because I can't bear to do it more. And I listened to the podcast, a two-hour podcast about the song yesterday. And he had, um, oh boy, Oh, Chris, Chris Hewitt, Chris Hewitt's on there. Who's a big time Enneagram guy and explaining all the stuff about the nine. And it's like, okay, you'll know your Enneagram type when everything that we're saying about this type hurts like deathly. And it did. And it does. And it has. And I'm super trying to work through all that stuff because it, it sounds, it feels like it's so complicated and I can clearly see like the last year or the last even couple of years that I've like, you know, done a good job at certain things and then just checked out whenever there's conflict, whenever there's hard stuff and acting that way or or, um, being that way in a marriage isn't helpful. And I'm realizing that. So what nines have to do is assert themselves in certain ways and also understand and remind yourself that your opinion matters. You can step up and we talk about like filling out your Seth or Melanie shaped space in the universe. And every time you shrink down, you know, if I want to be conflict avoidant or minimize my feelings or whatever, that's shrinking down and that's not being who you are. And I know that every single time that I've shown up fully, whether it be work or um, love with you or my kids or creating content, that has always, always been the best, most and highest calling. However, it is so hard and taxing to do that. It's like, okay, I'd rather um, sleep, not like, not literally, but just like check out, sleep, and numb out. And I have seen that a lot of my actions have been towards numbing out, all thinking I'll be busy. 
I'll create this program. I'll go help this single mom. I'll go help this dad. I'll do this. I'll, I'll write a podcast, do a podcast about it. I'll do all this stuff. And in actuality, it looks good up front and it's, it's valuable. It's valiant or whatever word adjective you want to use. However, it's like literally, um, uh, I don't want to say killing me inside, but it is like slowly numbing me out. And I'm not saying like, oh yeah, thanks guys. This podcast is ruining my life. <laughs> I'm, I'm not Jerks. saying that. It's It's been very helpful. It's been very uh, cathartic and um, uh, uh, forging in a way. Um, however, it's like, uh, I, how about this? I wrote in my thing, it's like things have been like, and this is not really overdramatic. It's like things have been falling apart for me, you know? And that's really hard to admit. It's not like a mental health crisis falling apart. I'm tripping out. It's, which would be fine, I guess. I want to normalize that. Um, I hate the idea of me personally doing that, but that's my own stuff, I guess, which is so weird as a therapist. And, uh, but like, I don't know. I look back Uh and go, nothing is getting done. I'm just like in, it's like I'm on nitrous. Like I'm at the dentist on nitrous and they described it yesterday in the podcast. It's like your head feels like a balloon floating on water, Mm -hmm. you know? And I'm like, how in the world can they describe me so, so well? Mm -hmm. Like every single thing is just like a knife going in. This is, this is true. This is true. This is true, you know? And then not only like the negative, like displeasing things, but also like and nines are the most fun people to be around. They can love. No, no. Like they can love so deeply and understand Mm. and be so empathetic. And you, you like when you're around a nine who is at the top, you know, it's just like this person uh, is like joining. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, maybe... I, I don't know if you felt this way. Maybe this is a good, a good question. But like, can you tell me about a time when like I was in a super good place, like just firing on all cylinders as a nine and you felt just like, this is great. I mean, maybe it's, you know, phenylethylamine or being in love or whatever, or maybe even not, but just like, okay, he has got it. He is going, he is doing his highest and best. And how did that make you feel? Can you well, think of an instance I think what this is really insightful, even I think the only times or not the only times, but the majority of the time when that is the case, when you are like in your space and your Mm -hmm. zone has been uh, when we've had parties and everyone there is a safe person. Mm. Everyone in our home is like, oh, I get Seth. I oh, I know you guys. Oh, I'm not like I'm you're not trying to freaking charge your phone at night. (laughs) Every time the battery does that. So Mm -hmm. um Every t- so, uh, um, like it's when you know you're held well by everyone in the space mm. because as a nine, you're trying to make sure like you're projecting out to people who don't know you like, oh, do they think I'm doing a good job? Is this what they need? Is this mm-hmm. whatever? Do I, are they worried about what I'm saying or mm-hmm. do they want me to say things more? Um, and so when you're with people that you're really, really comfortable with and you don't have to put a show on for, mm-hmm. that's when I think you are the actual most whole soundest version of yourself Mm. and can be essentially free. Mm -hmm. Um, I guess if that makes any sense, that's Mm. not kind of not what you were asking me, but 
No, that that's that's a good point because I I think back. I, I like I like to have parties. I like to cook. I like to be hospitable. I like to make people feel like you're the best. You're having a good time. What can I do for you? What can I get you? You know, and it's not because oh you'll be mad if I don't do that. It's like I find real joy and uh, meaning behind that. I guess which is which goes along with like empathy. Like I want I want to know. I want to understand what you're feeling, what you're thinking, and then also help facilitate that. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Like the nine, it's, you know, a core thing is like being empathetic. But the most sad thing about that is like not having the ability to be empathetic or show empathy to yourself. And then like somebody said, um, like nine wing one, you kind of go to like a really self-critical place. And like the negative self-talk has just been bonkers you know mm-hmm. for I, I don't know but like the the inability to concentrate on stuff it's just been really crazy and i'm just trying to do more and more and mm-hmm. more it's like okay fix it with um fix well, it with another program and or let another me sp- idea yeah let me speak to that for a moment because he's not just you also are diagnosed hyper uh attention no, it's not hyper it's just add that, yeah i know i said it wrong attention deficit disorder mm-hmm. um so I want to address that mm-hmm. very openly and clearly. Like one of, so my neighbor or my best friend is a pediatrician and she talks about the idea of people with ADD have an inability to self-soothe, mm. right? And so your ADD nature, never mind your Enneagram number, your ADD self uh, has a has this desire and this perpetual cycle thought that that thing will make me happy. Mm-hmm. Whether that's a new bike a different car, a different truck, a different scone, all the scones, ice cream and a scone. Like scone. you think that something else out there mm-hmm. is the answer to your happiness. That mm-hmm. will hold my my satisfaction is over there. My satisfaction is in more sex, less sex, you know, whatever, this kind of sex, that mm-hmm. kind of food, that kind of TV. Mm-hmm. And um, so that's an ADD cycle that uh, is layered on top of the self and the Enneagram number, all mm-hmm. of those things. So there's multiple factorial things going on, mm-hmm. factoria, um, that I think is important to address and to clearly state. And so mm-hmm. Seth's tendency is when he is stressed out is to go to a thing, right? And I, that that could be anything. It could literally be food. It could be, if I make a new program, I won't feel so antsy at my work. Mm -hmm. If I start doing the cold dip, I will feel more energized and I'll feel great. If I do the cold dip and I run and I jog and I write and I journal, I'm going to feel amazing. And Mm -hmm. so it's this perpetual adding on Mm -hmm. that has literally no limit and doesn't, and you can't see, I think you can't see the forest for the trees Mm -hmm. in how it actually is like you are, taking away the freedom of like stillness and um even the like ability to meditate or be mm-hmm. calm or sit or just be mm-hmm. or just walk or just like not have anything to do right. you've removed that from yourself and now that is causing a problem right so that's that's what i named this podcast that's exactly what it is um or the or the last word in the podcast um or the last phrase the only way out is through, and I've said that on the show a lot and in that podcast yesterday, and somebody asked, I don't know, you can look it up, it's um, the the Atlas um, Enneagram Songs podcast. Sleeping at Last, Sleeping at last is the name right? of the songs. The mm-hmm. album is called Atlas, the 
creator Atlas is two, Ryan O'Neill, I think. Yeah. If you just Google it, that's how I did yesterday because I don't have it on my feed. <clears throat> but anyway, they um, he said a big part of that is making yourself feel and uncomfortable. And like I can even, I'm realizing it right now, like last year. You're saying I, that was in the Enneagram thing? That was in the Enneagram, okay, right? Okay. Like part, the only way out is through and like, okay, if there's something uncomfortable that you and I need to talk about that can possibly cause a conflict, I can't go, okay, I'm going to minimize that. I'm feeling kind of weird. I'm minimizing it. I'll just do it myself, right? That's what I've mm-hmm. done for a million years, right? Well, and so hold on. The only way, and the only way to get through that is to step up to that, you mm-hmm. know? And I, I see how I'm like attempting to do it. Like last year, like I talked about, like, do stuff that scares you and do stuff that's hard. Go to Toastmasters, go to freaking Middle East and do a conference, um, do another conference. All these things are putting me out of my comfort zone. And I can do those things. I like to do those things, right? It's not as uncomfortable anymore. But what is most uncomfortable is the real things, like the emotionally uncomfortable. You've used the things. concept of getting out of your comfort zone to mask the discomfort of walking through the, like literally, the just yeah. the most sort of mundane discomforts. The things right. that are like, oh, I think Melanie might be mad. Mm-hmm. I go. I'm just going to go do something else. I'm going to journal rather, over here. I'm going to schedule a flight to Dubai. I mean, well, I re- that, re- really rather do exactly anything. Exactly like going to Toastmasters or doing stand-up comedy or literally going to do a conference in the Middle East is easy compared to facing this. the facing the potential that I might right. be irritated. And I, I'm not joking when I, I say that. I know you're not. It's like. Because if something comes up here, I'm like, oh, what's Facebook say? Oh, did that person email me back that I'm trying to get a thing with or whatever? Yeah. Or like, oh, what about this idea? Or let me record a thought so I can put it on the show or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, that is infinitely easier. and um, It's all the distraction. It's a distraction, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, but, the, but the hard part about that, <sighs> this I was going to say a minute ago, is that it's the same. And I'm, I'm going to liken this to the way that our, when we lived at the house... Um, it's easy to purchase a new thing. It's also super easy to just throw it in the giant shed we built mm-hmm. and then never look at it again. Mm-hmm. Because if I look at it, I have to admit, oh, I didn't really need that. I wasted money on it. Now I got to take it to Goodwill. Now I'm going to lose money on it. Mm-hmm. But if I don't do anything and I just throw it in a big fat pile, nobody cares except everybody cares. Mm-hmm. Except it's a, there's a huge pile of crap in our shed mm-hmm. that no one is dealing with. Except I'm sitting there going, do we really need this third bike? Like mm-hmm. you... You need three bikes. You need mm-hmm. one that doesn't even have tires on it. Like, what are we doing here? And I'm not judging you or your, like, the way that your mind sees and mm-hmm. works things through. I'm not judging that. Right. But that's the pattern that I've seen where it's like, um, not dealing with things is still not dealing with them. Right. Just because you've ignored it and closed a door in front of it does not mean it's gone away. It's actually mm-hmm. piling higher. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's the sort of proverbial overstuffed closet of emotions. Like, it's not going anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and now we're to a, not a breaking point, but in we're seeing that we could be to a breaking point right. where yesterday I just said, hey, here's what I'm seeing. I'd like you to talk to Cody about it. I'd like to, you know, because Cody Jefferson is our coach and he has gone through mm-hmm. this very similar type of thing with his line of work and whatever. But I was like, I don't want you to feel the desire to come back home today. Mm-hmm. Like, go to the woods and be still. Like, mm-hmm. go listen, do whatever. I mean, I didn't even suggest that you listen to the Enneagram thing. You chose to do that, and that's mm-hmm. great. But I said, even if you don't come home tonight, 
that's fine. Mm -hmm. Like, I'll be here with the kids. We'll be fine. Like, I've got family. If I need help, I'll get help. Mm -hmm. No big deal. Mm -hmm. But I want you to find the like the calmness within yourself that realizes that more programs, more cars, more things, more doing, more food, more buying, more eating, more walking, more running. It's that's actually not going to get you Mm -hmm. um, to the place that you want to be, Mm -hmm. uh, to the freedom that you want to have. Yeah. So it's like the idea of letting go like uh, it's it's really confusing like as a nine and just me myself is like um okay well well what now what do i do yeah just just go somewhere and sit and like again like this whole podcast is like just quips and you know little sayings and i'm like oh yeah uh do this and say this but i need to listen to that and understand that myself, mm-hmm. you know, um, like, uh, be still and know that I'm God, you know, do it down is just be, it's mm-hmm. like, okay, just be, mm-hmm. that's the biggest thing. That's probably why it resonates with me because like inside my heart knows all you have to do is be, I'm not a human, a human doing, I'm a mm-hmm. human being like uh, Wayne Dyer says, but what does that even mean? You mm-hmm. know, it's like, just go, don't do anything. Don't, don't go buy something. Don't eat a scone. Don't, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know, look on Facebook, don't look for emails, don't look for these hits, Mm. just do nothing. And it's like, well, okay, that's boring though. Well, I I want to, someone wrote something really quickly. It says, there's a great book called How to Succeed as a Hunter in a Farmer's World by Tom Hartman about how people with ADD and ADHD interact differently with the world around them. Oh my gosh, I want to check that out. Mm. What a great title. Yeah, that's awesome. Thank you for sharing that. That looks really amazing. Oh, go up. That Mine way. Needs, hold on. Minds needs to know their voice matters. Oh, nines need to know. Yeah, exactly. Whoa. One of the things to one of the uh, interventions for a nine is like telling yourself that your opinion matters and actually believing that and then asserting your opinion, not in a weird way, but mm-hmm. it's like as I assert my feelings and thoughts, as I'm showing up, the thing that fears me the most is what you actually want. You, know you what just I'm said the thing that fears me the most. <laughs> Sorry, it scares me the most. Like if I say, "Hey, no, let's let's do this," and here's this idea, and I'm thinking like, "Oh, she's not gonna like that. She's gonna get upset." But you want me to be fully present rather than just be like, "Oh yeah, that's fine." Mm-hmm. And then what a nine does is say, "Oh, that's fine. That's fine. That's fine." And then later blows up in anger, and like anger is one of the nines soul core emotions, mm-hmm. which sounds super weird. And I was like, "What?" And they were saying, "Yeah, I know what you're It's about, a gift yeah. if you like harness that then you can do like amazing things which Mm -hmm. i still don't fully understand um but it's interesting savannah Uh, wrote i love what beth and jeff were talking about like i see this happening in you and i would like to come alongside you and help you through this and we can learn those signs through the enneagram yes that that was actually super a super insightful thing they were talking about how the enneagram works in a marriage and how you mm -hmm. can see like your partner's different selves coming out kind Mm -hmm. of like and and then go oh I, and, and actually, thank you for saying that because that brings up a good point. So in the ADD side of this, mm-hmm. with our son, we're kind of dealing with the same exact thing. And one of the things that I'm talking, what I, what I learned yesterday, and I, I actually implemented yesterday, which was mm-hmm. phenomenal, was that uh, he has a hard time transitioning from one thing to another. Mm-hmm. If his expectation is set that we're going to go swim, and I say, oh, what if we went to the library instead? He like 
cannot manage that. Mm-hmm. And you know who's said that forever? Who's done that? Who? You. Mm. If you think, if you have set, we're going to do something and I throw mm-hmm. out an option, well, mm-hmm. what if we did this instead? You're mm-hmm. like, why do you always do that? Yeah. And I'm like, holy crap, why do you it's a the thought. Yeah. It's, I didn't change. It's like literally an idea. Mm-hmm. So I had to, and this is going to sound not related, but it's, it, it is. So, but one of the things I had to say that they teach in the book, uh, The Explosive Child, is is like for... Um, Telling the kid or the adult, like, hey, I'm going to need some flexible thoughts here for a minute. I just need you to have a flexible thinking mind on this for mm-hmm. us, like five seconds. Mm-hmm. I like the idea of swimming, but what if we did this instead? Mm-hmm. No big deal. We don't need to. And that, and it, it's like speaking into the way that your brain and his brain process mm-hmm. things and like they don't like th- things to change. Mm-hmm. And it's extremely helpful, just that insight, the same way that if you can understand your partner's Enneagram type and you can speak to, like mm-hmm. literally speak to that type and that mind frame mm-hmm. and the way that the mind works. And then um, sort of set your partner up for success and right. yourself up for success by having that awareness and, and like yeah. speaking into it, if that makes sense. No, it's also when they uh, they talked about it on the podcast, Jeff can see when his wife when, yeah. who who was a nine beth is going towards like some of the the stress tendencies the of a yeah. an eight or a whatever or actually it's like a nine goes to four or a six well, no, or i something. think it was it's when she it was an eight i'm pretty sure cause okay of, yeah um and then he's like okay she's doing these things yeah. that a, eight, a stressed out eight would do mm-hmm. hey let me just check in with you yeah and this and this and this mm-hmm. and it's almost like it's a it's a precursor to something going this way or something going that way, which is really interesting. So I, I would like to know, I appreciate you seeing that in me. I, I want to do it for you too, but I'm first, I'm like, I got to take care of my own S mm-hmm. first. You know what I'm saying? So um, hold Some, on. Ben says, oh. Ben from Texas, our buddy. Hold on, Studlies. If there's one thing I've seen from you all the past few years of the podcast is that you'll make it through, you'll learn from it, and you will teach others about how you walked through it in your time and people... Um, We'll uh, grow, we'll grow because, because it, it, that's so ben, kind. Thanks. Thank that kind of like choked me up. Thank you very much, actually. Yes. Um, uh, somebody says, else, do you think your sevenness plays into that as well? I don't know. Oh, I'm yeah. Just talking to you. Yes. And that's the other thing I wanted to address. I'm glad that you brought that up is that one of the things, even last night, and this is so weird because I was talking to my neighbor yesterday. She and I had a, we had an adult play date at McDonald's. <laughs> Our, my kids are playing and she came and visited me. You ate ice cream. And uh, we were talking about the, like, the, like over layering things of like Seth is um, ADD, Seth is a nine, Seth has like this type of attachment in his family of origin, whatever. And not like we weren't like gossiping. We were just sort of mm-hmm. thinking about ourselves in that way, our partners in that way and talking about it. And one of the things that is so challenging in um, our relationship is that as a seven, like even when you said listening to your Enneagram song was like, it hurts so bad. Mm-hmm. That is the absolute opposite feeling I had. When I heard mine, I was like, angels and birds and butterflies and flying and swimming and yay. Like really? nothing about my song hurt. Well, seven is the enthusiast. I know. So. And that's what I'm saying. Right. Like what's so hard is that when I see these challenges, like last night we had this whole conversation about stoicism and the thinking self and the feeling self. And I, w- I want to talk about that right now. But mm-hmm. one of the things that's so challenging in that is when I present that to you, my fervor and my enthusiasm for that, even the gritty hard part of that, 
doesn't translate to you. Because mm-hmm. in your mind, you're like, she's criticizing me. Mm-hmm. This feels bad. Mm-hmm. Why is she talking about how I should change? I don't mm-hmm. want to change. Mm-hmm. I want to eat a scone and I don't want to change, right? right? And in my brain, I'm like, we could change. We could, do, you know, like I'm mm-hmm. like the Hulk just going, oh. Mm-hmm. And, but it is the absolute opposite of right. what you want, need, think, feel, desire, long for. Yeah. Um, because at the core also a nine is like chill, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's why a lot of people like me, I think. Like, <laughs> I read somewhere like, that... Not, not chill like, hey, bro, you know, like Bob Marley chill. Was but it it's that like, one where he says nines are like, uh, if I'm standing, why why am I not sitting? And if I'm sitting, how come I'm not laying down? Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, oh my gosh, that's the funniest yeah. thing. Yeah, and that's so true where I'm like, I am uh, like really in, in, in excited and enthused and like, what is the word? uh like aroused with like mm-hmm. it's that it's that like heightened excitement uh for self change for growth mm-hmm. the hard stuff the 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 things that are challenging the things that are like oh we're going to get in there and change that that makes me really excited mm-hmm. and that's the absolute opposite of what you right. want and that explains 99.9% mm-hmm. of why we've argued every day in our marriage forever. Yeah. It's like what I think of is like, we could do this better and have a chart and do it every day. It's going to be amazing. And you're like, will you stop? Mm -hmm. And I'm like, no. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like really working, working that out and you understanding, like I think of the pursued distancer Mm -hmm. dynamic, you know, if like 75% of our interaction is making me uncomfortable, Mm -hmm that doesn't work and I don't want to be around you. Well, you know? it, it, I don't yeah. want to. But I think that's, we need the, it's the awareness is curative element. And Leslie just said, knowing your your arrows, your Enneagram arrows is really helpful. And I've barely even minutely figured that out for mm-hmm. myself. I don't even really know. So that's really helpful and I want to look into it more. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think that will be helpful. But one of the things I wanted to mention in this whole sort of like bigger journey and the conversations that we had yesterday is that um, this idea of seeing ourselves in almost like layers. We've used this this analogy before, like yourself, the doing self is in the arena, mm-hmm. and then the like thinking person of yourself is mm-hmm. out in the stands of the arena. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're, one can look down at the other one and see the perspective so differently than the one who's in the center of the arena. And at mm-hmm. last night in our conversation, I called the guy in the middle of the arena the feeling man mm-hmm. and the guy out in the stands in the stadium seats in the very, very, very nosebleed section, the mm-hmm. thinking man. And so, um, oh my gosh. And so one of the things that I wanted to bring up was this idea of like, I, I think it's valuable to kind of put stoicism into this whole, the context of this conversation where um, things can get out of hand and you, and you can start going like, oh, Enneagram this, Enneagram that, ADD this, ADD that, and then all of a sudden it's a flurry again. It's like if you've ever swam in a, in a lake and you've kicked the mud in the bottom of the lake and mm-hmm. all of a sudden it's like terrifying darkness comes from nowhere, it's going to swallow you and you're going to die. Mm-hmm. I grew up on a lake. Um, but that's, that's the thing where I think stoicism... Uh, stoicism and sort of mindfulness can help bring these things down to a different level where Mm -hmm. you're saying, well, what do I even do? This is boring. Mm -hmm. I think it's a meditation on stoicism Mm -hmm. that is what might be helpful for you. Yeah. It's like when I would run on the treadmill for 30 minutes, I'm like, I could run a very longer time, but it's so stupid and boring, right? (laughs) There's nothing to look at. There's nothing to think about. You just do that, right? Look and inside your mind and I think know. about yourself. I know. I'm. Yeah, I know that. But I'm saying it's like there's a lot of You don't want to do it. No, I don't want to do it. Yeah. So I think that, I, I don't know. I'm not, 
trying to be weird, but I think that that's to me. Mm-hmm. My parents are almost stoics. Like I, when I was thinking about it, my dad for sure is. My mom mm-hmm. almost is. Mm-hmm. She's a stoic with a temper. Um, but <laughs> she's, she's a boic. A boic. Nice. Um, but I, I don't know. I think it's interesting, and I wanted to introduce that concept into this idea because I think without it. We're kind of just flailing around with our Enneagram numbers and not mm-hmm. knowing what we're doing. And I think we need something to kind of peg us down to our like a deeper inner truth, to a deeper, like the feeling self is mm-hmm. the lizard and the thinking self is like mm-hmm. your universal brain mm-hmm. mind that can see all the things out there. And universal if you're stuck, brain mind. If you're stuck like a lizard inside of an arena, just going around and around and around and around, uh, you're never going to get anything done. And that's mm-hmm. where I feel like we're at right now or mm-hmm. were at yesterday maybe and um i'm excited for what this change looks like of course you are seven hey gosh <laughs> sorry no i'm excited Would you rather to... i be a poopy pants about it and get and cry no no i'm just kidding um yeah i i'm excited too and when you said like oh yeah me as a seven i listened to that song it's like angels and rainbows and oh, you know like part of why like that song is the nine song is so powerful to me because it gives me a glimpse glimpse a glimpse into like my true self, which has been freaking covered up since I was but you've been nine years old. It up. It, I know that. <laughs> Don't get mad at me. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So like, that's why like I lost it in a bar in uh, Denver when when you said that somebody else said who I really love and care about and respect. Like, oh yeah, when he's when he gets there, I'm like, that is too much right now it's a it's amazing and so it is like super hopeful rainbows angels like oh the feeling of that you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. so that is where now it's like okay taking the time the process the energy the mental everything the heart power (laughs) the heart strength to be like don't check out sit here because the work it's like it, it it says this at the end of that song it's like to do this work is the most meaningful and the most beautiful thing you could ever do, right? Into a nine, that's like, that's too much. There's another word you're missing. Um, the most meaningful, beautiful. It's challenging like thing. Yeah, to do well, or yeah, the most like challenging, that. but the most meaningful thing mm-hmm. I could ever do, which is amazing. I think knowing your enneagram is great for growth, but we are sometimes using it, using as, a it as a crutch. Yep. I agree to, with to that. some de- I, yeah, and I'm not. I'm not going to say. I will never say. Oh, well, I'm ADD, or like, oh, I'm a nine. That's. I mean, we talk about that all the time. Oh, well, I'm just that way. Or I'm just snazzy, you know, snazzy. or like whatever. Like I don't know. Dazzler. Yeah, I'm. I'm just. Uh, <laughs> oh, that, oh, that's just him, or that's just her. I don't use those things as a crutch. Yeah. And um, it, it's a tool and insight to me. So uh, somebody says Chris Hewitt's talked about each type. Each, Each type's, type's work. work as like what you can do to grow more healthy and to a healthy self and get back to the basics of your type. Mm. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, um, yeah, and for me, he's like the three best things is to uh, believe my opinion matters, which sounds weird, I guess. Believe it matters, um, not to minimize anything, to be assertive, and then also to, I can't remember the third thing, but he gave me three things to like work on and meditate and like, do this because every time I don't do that, I just check out and be like, Oh, I don't care, mm-hmm. you know. And then you become apathetic, which is not a good place. Mm-hmm. So, hmm. I have lots what are you of thoughts. About? Uh, nothing, I don't want to make it go any longer. But, what are your thoughts? 
I just think that there's an element that we're kind of all ignoring, not intentionally, but I think that the element of like actually believing your emotions is kind of a terrible thing to do. And I think what's hard about this Enneagram... No, not emotions. No, I'm... Opinions. No, I know. Mm -hmm. I'm saying I think what's tricky about the your particular type is that in one sense, you have been believing your emotions every moment of your day and following them as if they will lead somewhere. They always lead to a scone, basically, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but that, but you hear your thing like, my, my opinion matters. I mean, we talked about this last night. Mm-hmm. My opinion matters. My voice needs to be heard. I want a scone now, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And it's like, there's this weird, uh, it's tricky. That's a right. very tricky thing to navigate because that isn't the opinion that it's talking well, about. So I think you're misunderstanding. Like, I'm yeah, not, I'm not my, misunder- my opinion that I want or deserve a scone is not what they're talking about. It's like I the, know, the kind of like core opinions. Get a scone, don't get a scone. That's not my core heart. You know, My core heart is like, okay, how can I be empathetic and do good work and do all these things that are great? That's, I don't want to minimize that. Like, oh, I don't think we should go this way. I know, but what I'm saying, I'm not saying that you are doing that now. You Mm -hmm. literally have been doing that for 15 years. Right. And I'm saying that's the trickiest part is that this sort of conflating of, but what I'm feeling and what my emotions are, what my mood is, all of these factors are like, um, like, you know, when you like the, like the eye doctor will put different lenses in front of something. Mm -hmm. And if they're like 3d goggles, it'll show something different. Mm -hmm. And when you've added a layer of the Enneagram type, ADD, like your childhood, your family of origin, when you add all these things up, mm-hmm. it will actually create a path that maybe if you took away a few of those layers and had more awareness about them, mm-hmm. your path would be totally different. Mm-hmm. Without the green layer and the yellow one, mm-hmm. you're saying, oh, it's going left, not straight. Right. And so that's a good point because now you can go through the work of like, okay, let's go through the work of uh, family words and stuff. Yeah. Let's and go. Let's educate ourselves mm-hmm. about ADD or whatever yeah, other but I'm stuff is going on. I'm very strongly saying that the emotional element of a nine, uh, and this applies to anybody, but like the, um, the, the emotionality that you feel is actually causing you to get off of course. Mm-hmm. And it's the, the hard work that you need to do, I think, as just as a, like you being a nine, mm-hmm. is that the going through that emotion while not obeying it, mm-hmm. right? Like feeling the dissonance of, I want a scone, mm-hmm. but having the thinking man way up here, up in the thing says, don't get a scone. Mm-hmm. You don't really want it. It won't bring you internal happiness, mm-hmm. right? Like that's what I'm saying. It's that... It's figuring out the dissonance of the discomfort of how your your emotion comes in like a rain cloud, mm-hmm. and then it clouds all of your judgment mm-hmm. moving forward. And then you didn't end up where you wanted, but you followed your heart right, right. to the scone, right? Right. And so that's that's what I'm saying. Is it? I feel like it's it's really complicated. There are so many filters that add in like dimension and layers that mm-hmm. I'm like, this is super confusing now. I don't know where to go because there are some things that aren't helpful. Right. Emotionality, like the lack of control over emotion, the opposite of that is stoicism, Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. knowing that things will be, like stuff's gonna be challenging. Get over it. Mm -hmm. Who cares? Yeah, stuff's hard. Mm -hmm. Doy. You know, don't... I was talking to your brother about this yesterday. Oh, he's like the ultimate stoic. Well... (laughs) Weirdo stoic. I think he's got some things, but whatever. But like, he literally was like, so what? You wake up, you work, you go to bed. You wake up, you work, you go to bed. And he was like, so serious. I'm I was sure like, he was. Uh, thanks. <laughs> like, it, was, it was just so, so like, not helpful. He's like, what's the big deal? 
yeah. go go do a program you wake up you work you go to bed was Nothing he like matters. listening to my dad? I know. I was like, Weirdo. oh my gosh. You, yeah. <laughs> it was it was I mean, pretty he's funny. A goofy. Oh, Savannah says reveal to remove. I like that. That's pretty good. Where? I don't um, see that. Right there. Wait a minute. The emotion is a trigger oh. to something much bigger almost always, right? Yeah. I think so. Yeah. Um, are you are basically you? saying he follows his heart too much rather than trying to reason more? I um Let's see. How about uh, this? Heart uh, is maybe not the wrong or the right. Heart right. might not be the right word there. Mm-hmm. So he follows his impulses. He follows the desire for something, but that's all. It's almost always the with the intention of this will make me happy. Yeah, this right? will alleviate whatever. So I guess I mean it's even, an avoidance even, tactic. It's avoidance, yeah. But even that is confusing to me because I'm like, okay, so what do I do? Just like not eat a scone ever i'm never going to check facebook i'm never going to drink a beer okay you could do that, that sucks for a, you could do that for a time and see what they mean to you right what value what meaning are you placing on a scone right right now a scone is your is your escape mechanism it's the escape hatch that leads back to the beginning of the race right like you go oh scone i'm free and mm-hmm. then you end up right back at square yeah. one yeah that's a good point because so it's that, a distraction. that again goes to the only way out is through it's like in super mario brothers in the castles with the ghosts and the doors are tricks and they go back to the beginning and until you figure out which door is the right door which is not the scone door you will go back to the beginning every time right Right? so yeah that makes me think about a lot of stoic stuff and like the act the actual idea of a fast or intentionally what go ahead uh, are you laughing at something? There? I'm laughing at that you want to do another thing. <laughs> no, no, it's not a thing. It's like the intentional deprivation yeah. of something for a very targeted reason. Like, okay, I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to do this. But then I but, talk myself out of but it. But I think it's, it's the, the intention behind it has to be, I am not going to do that thing so that I can let it reveal to myself what that thing actually means to me. Right. And once I understand what that thing means, so right. here's a perfect example. To me, a cafe cup mm-hmm. equals, oh, it's tension release. That cafe cup is going to kill me. It's going to give me cancer. I'm not even kidding. That right. cafe cup is nothing but chemicals, right? A cafe cup is like this <laughs> trash. Kroger has them. At, yeah. But they're deliciously disgusting, delicious, right? Mm. But they literally cause inflammation in my body. I can feel it. Mm. And so I didn't, but I hadn't connected the dots for a really long time. Mm. But once I realized, okay, I cannot eat those. Like I can't, I can't eat them anymore. Mm-hmm. And I had to, I had to, dis, I had to detach the meaning of that stupid cafe cup from my psyche, mm. right? I'm not kidding when I say that. Mm-hmm. I had to go, why do I want one? You well, thought it, of it this way? Yeah. Because I'm like, well, it feels like a release. Why does it feel like a release? Well, it's sugar, right? So it's, it's and I just dissected all of it. I like, mm-hmm. like, you know, in that movie, I can't remember what it's called, where there's a horse and then all the glass like cuts it into a million pieces and it spreads it apart. Yep. I don't remember that movie as I watched it forever ago. It's really scary. And I, I told you. No, I don't want to know about it. Oh, it's too much. But anyway, that scene when there's like a horse and all the glass cuts it in half or like into like a bunch and then it like it's spreads called the it all cell with sure. Jennifer I, Lopez. I saw it in the theaters. Oh. Uh, but anyway, when it breaks it all apart, that's what I do with things. Mm-hmm. When I go, why am I doing this? It's not healthy. Mm-hmm. You could do it with a scone. Why mm-hmm. am I doing this? Dissect it because there's all these layers to it. Mm-hmm. There's like the flaky crust. I'm just kidding. Don't. <laughs> the, the, <laughs> that was really funny. The blueberries. The crust. The, the, the crust. The salt on top or whatever. Okay. I love your creative brain, Mel, and your examples. It's so fun to see how your brain works. Yeah. 
Oh, I'm it's crazy. Uh, I feel the same way about my afternoon latte, though caffeine addiction might be a part of it. Yes, LOL. even that. Yeah. I had to dissect that because I always want to drink coffee, but I just like the... I, and and when, I, when I dissected that, I realized I like the, the sensation of having a warm glass of something in my hands. So just start drinking tea mm-hmm. or decaf. I mean, it's stuff like... As stupid as that is, it's really empower, empowering. Somebody says, and if you don't choose the scone for a few days, it's not as bad as a scone for every day. It's still progress, yeah. yeah. It, it's that's that is still progress. So okay, here's Let's a see. long one. Um, um, I'm a five. There are times where I have to tell my husband my bucket is empty, my energy is gone, and this conversation is not going to be beneficial at this time. That's great. Mm-hmm. Sometimes he feels like I'm saying I'm a five. Just stop talking. But really, I think it helps when we are able to know certain things about our type, and we can use that to better relationships as well. Mm-hmm. I think it's different when you're a complex. <laughs> a complete jerk or something and just say, it's because I'm whatever, I'm a five. Mm-hmm. I, li- I liked it when I thought that said complex jerk. I'm a complex jerk. Aren't we all? That's really uh, helpful. Somebody insightful. says, are you basically saying, oh, I already, already read, that, read that, one. that one. That's right. Um, yeah. Okay. This is really a long episode and I'm super sorry, but uh, I'm not super sorry. I'm, I'm very happy that this is a long episode, but I, I wanted to wrap it up. But are you reading? You got to focus, bro. Yeah. Well, there's a ton. Uh, Mountain I, Dew. I, to- <laughs> I feel totally the same way about my Mountain Dew or energy drinks. Dang, you should. <laughs> I'm going to talk to you about this. Mountain yeah, Dew. stop those energy drinks right now. Just uh, call it cancer do. How about I, that? I totally understand, Seth. I think I'm a four on the Enneagram. So emotional. So uh, emotional control can be so exhausting and difficult. My husband is a seven eight, and I it's like just stop. I oh my I gosh, could. that's I'm a seven eight. That's exactly. We love the long episode. <laughs> I don't. It Mel stresses knows me out. my love for Kroger <laughs> blueberry donuts. I want one so bad. I was going to try to find one yesterday, and I didn't. Okay. Um, but anyway, mm-hmm. I so. Thank you for being with us on this sort of like self-exploration into the nine and like Mm -hmm. what it means and what it looks like. And I think everybody could benefit from like a dash of stoicism. Yeah, and the fact and like just the concept of self awareness. I read a ton of those books too. I want to, I want to get them out again and don't get them out. out. You don't need to add more to your plate, (sighs) my darling love. You need to sit quietly. Those things need to to steep in your soul. No radio, no It's podcasts. like you're taking... Okay, this is not really weird. Um, but like, you know, like a tea bag. Oh, yeah. Like the actual tea. Um, it's like you're taking boiling water and you're just like going... And then you're pulling the, it right back out. And you're mm. not leaving it in there. Right. And then you're taking a, sit a billion steep. of them and just going... And then taking them right back out. I'm a tea bag. I don't want to be in hot water. You need to steep... The stuff needs to actually steep and get into that. That's and a good analogy. Mountain Dew is my devil on my shoulder. It is the devil. <laughs> Think of it that way. Draw horns on your Mountain Dew bottle. Actually, don't buy a Mountain Dew bottle. Oh, yeah. Even when you said the other day to turn off the podcast and just let your brain process it all. That's true. Like I, I think I told you like on my runs, I used to listen to music or podcast. And the last couple of days, I stopped. Even when I go to the gym a couple of days, I don't even take my phone. It's just like... Whatever I'm thinking, mm-hmm. it's fine. No music, no nothing. And mm-hmm. it's really helpful. Seth Studley, I'm a teabag. Bye. <laughs> I know. Isn't that too funny? I was like, I was, I'm going to use Leslie, this analogy. So funny. It's so weird. <laughs> okay. Well, we got to go. Uh, we love you guys. Hopefully, you have a good Friday. Wait, hold on. Today. One second. It says, oh. Mountain Dew is a devil on my shoulder. It can do one arm handstands. Emperor's New Groove reference. Nah. Best movie ever. Hey, look at me. Look at this. Check look, it look at this. <laughs> <laughs> All right. He so. goes, what does he say? I'm a I, that's a dress. Be gone. And you're a harp or whatever he says. Yeah, it's something. so funny. It's the best movie ever. All right. Anyway, okay. We love, love you. Guys. Thank you for joining See us. You later. This is uh, awesome. Thank you for being a part of our group. <sighs> Go to the Facebook groups. Join them. The women's group is absolutely slaying. Men's group drools. Hmm. All right. Peace out. Later. All right. Have a good day. Bye.